Welcome to the Are We Still Here podcast, where we talk about what really matters for you and your own health and fitness. I'm Jess. And I'm Sasha. And each week we'll come to you with a no-nonsense topic, which will make you challenge your own thoughts and ask, are we still here? Don't forget to like, share and subscribe if you're enjoying the podcast. And let's get to today's pod. (laughs) I think you might have just heard here. I've heard. Uh, do a swear word then. Hey, remember, I can edit this clip, so I can edit out my swear words. And I have to just leave yours in, so you see my potty mouth. There aren't gonna be any. Yeah, right. There's gonna be any. Hello, right. I reckon I'm gonna create a swear jar for you. I'll be a rich lady, rich, rich, rich. Yeah, but lady. I, but I take, I take the profit. You're gonna be a rich lady. <laughs> um, hello, everyone. Welcome to episode eighty-four of the Are We Still Here podcast. Um, Jess has been uh, brewing up the topic for today, so I'll let her lead with the explanation. Absolutely. Um, as always, though, guys, we've been going for a long time now, and this is my sales pitch to encourage you guys <laughs> to help <laughs> us out and share the word. So before you even get into this week's podcast, literally just take a screenshot of your phone or wherever you listen to it right now and just share it on social media. Or send it to a friend on email or drop them a WhatsApp link so they can have a listen as well if you think it is going to be something that they will enjoy. Um, It really does help you share in the word. And um, Sasha and I love doing this. We don't don't do it for the shares, but we do it. um, No, I'll tell you what, if we did it for the shares, we would have stopped this a long time ago. We don't do it for the yeah we don't do it for the shares, we don't but, do it for the shares. but we are really like last year we had a really good a bit of growth with the podcast and more people listen to it and we do feel like as we've just had a discussion before this if we can cut through some of the crap that we see within the fitness industry crap's not a swear word by the way um, and <laughs> crap within the fitness industry with topics that we cover on this podcast it really does make a difference so if you can help us do that we would love it. That'd be sad. That'd be great. Thanks, guys. So, Jess, hit us. So, I thought we could talk about a little bit today is the question around what will be different when you reach your goal. Now, you might already have a bit of an expectation about the result that you will get, and I think the result is also a bit of a buzzword within the fitness industry. Results, results, Um, man. Results, man. But what will like what that result might be when you get there? So say if that's a performance-based goal, you might have a better idea of what that is specifically. Like it might be a race, it might be an event, it might be a specific weight in the gym or whatever it might be. That might have a little bit more of a concrete answer, but also understanding a little bit around what's going to be different when you get there. Like mm-hmm. what are the benefits of you achieving that goal? Yeah. But the same goes for if someone says, do you know what? I really want to lose weight this year. I really want to gain 10 pounds of muscle in the next however many years whatever it is it's like what's going to be different when you get there and I thought this would be a great topic for us to talk about today because there's probably two sides to this coin which is the the side which aligns with maybe what you truly believe is going to help you feel a certain way or whatever that might be so let's take an example which is I'm going to get stronger this year. And the reason that you feel like that's going to be different for you is at the moment, you feel quite weak when it comes to doing everyday household things, right? So it's going to be actually quite a big impact on your life. Maybe all of a sudden you're living on your own or whatever. It might be a change in circumstances and you're like, I need to be able to do those things because I need to be Mm self-sufficient. So 
there might be a thing there for you where you're just like, that's the expectation. That's why I want to do it. But there might also be someone say, I want to get strong because I want to impress my dad, who was an old school strongman, right? Yeah. Right. Again, a bit of a difficult one because it's like, how do you know that that is going to impress him? Right. He might have said it or whatever, but it's like, if you are always, there's really good coaches, always, if you always put the happiness, the key to your happiness in somebody else's pocket, you will always be disappointed. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference that I want to talk about today is when your goal is true to your meaning and you understand a little bit around the impact it's going to make V versus when it's not and it's somebody else's expectation of how someone might react to them, mm-hmm. whether that's via social media or like I just mentioned in that example. Yeah. I thought we could talk a lot a bit about that today, which is like, what's going to be different? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's a big topic. I just um it's it well it's not funny you said that, but I sent Jess, I sent you a video on TikTok just this morning with a sad face and it was um a video. Oh, I, I watched yeah. it. Yeah, so it's quite fitting with this actually. So basically it was a, a woman who um she's in her mid twenties and in when she was in her late teens she had a gastric sleeve or a gastric bypass, one or the other, I can't quite remember. Um, and obviously when you're that young, of course it's going to be about, you're probably not going to be thinking about long, you you don't think about long-term health when you're 17, 18. I definitely didn't. Um, and she had the operation and then when she was, uh, she started to feel good. Obviously, I think she said she, she was in America. I think she lost like 120 pounds, Mm. um, which is a lot. And, um, it's just under 60 kilos, I think for anyone uh, who works in kilos, um and then she was at a fair and at the fair when she was at her lowest weight uh someone who she didn't know took a picture of her from behind getting a drink and said and it had something insulting about her body right and because of snapchat it got its way around to her and imagine being right imagine having an operation thinking this is going to solve all my problems losing all that weight and then um, being a fair, a public event, and having a random person, a man, take a picture of you from behind and say something horrendously insulting about your body when you're at your lowest weight you've ever been, like pretty much since you were 12 years old. And she said the thing about that is that she said, I was at my lowest weight ever, which had been a goal of mine since my early teens, so maybe over 10 years, and people still were making fun of my weight. So she was, she just got to the point, she was like, and she was like, I thought that if I lost this weight, my life would be easier. Like, I wouldn't be thinking about what people are thinking about me, what people are saying about me, um, what my family would say to me, like, you know, judgmental comments and stuff. She thought that would all be gone. But no one had ever taken a picture of her like that as she, as far as she knew and said horrible things about her. And she goes, it happened when I thought that those problems were going to go away. But she said people have got horrible things to say no matter what. And she ended up putting all of the weight back from her surgery because she let that comment have control over her mind. And I just thought, I was about to swear. I I just thought people put way too much, um, people have way too higher expectations when it comes to the achievement of that goal like if I do this 
I'll get, I'll be more popular. I'll be treated better. I'll be more attractive. Um, I'll have more likes on social media. Um, I might get that job I want. Um, I had, I worked with someone who thought that she wasn't getting the job she wanted because she wasn't good looking enough. And she, because she was had five kilos to lose. And I remember being like, do you think it's actually that? And she goes, well, it might be. So I met, and I was thinking, no, no. <laughs> yeah, it's so, it's so hard because you can't, explain that to somebody or get in their head how they truly feel about themselves and like we've said before there's an element of um like way that we all view the world is entirely different right Mm -hmm. so we can't say that's that's silly because it's not silly it's not silly of course but it's like I I had a client that I worked with not long ago um and she's she's amazing and um like we're still really good friends now um we worked together for about two years and she lost a significant amount of weight by training regularly, changing a lot of her habits around nutrition, understanding and education and awareness. But it took two years for us to build to that point. And she's still working, doing her own thing now, still like um, finding her own way on her own journey, which is great. Mm-hmm. But if I just clicked my fingers and said those two years before, mm-hmm. we'll just get you to that point. Nothing would have changed in her head about a perception okay. of herself. No. So it's like, you can't just wish that time away. And I, and I, I understand um, why people have gastric bands because medically, some people need them. They're yeah, yeah, absolutely. Factual. But there's also an element of it, which is like, until you work on the behaviours that go with it, it's just, it's so difficult, which is why you often see a lot of people go back to old yeah. ways or struggle with things. It's because they've not... Worked on it in their head. Yeah, worked on it in their head. The head there around the, the perception of self and, and all those things that go with it. Um, but there's always a, such a challenge whenever someone's goal is so extrinsically motivated. And I think we spoke about that before, where it's like if you are working towards a goal because of an external focus. Mm-hmm. So that could be, I I'm just gonna lose weight because um, as a teenager in America it is socially more acceptable to be in a smaller body, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, but who are you doing that for? Well, I'm doing that because I want to look attractive and that's what America says is attractive or whatever. Okay, so it's not your goal. It's because it's an external thing and you think you'll get validation like this this lady on TikTok that we saw. So it's like, that's a very difficult way to approach it because like she says she got to that place she got to that dream goal she lost 120 pounds or whatever and it she that's where she said was the perfect place mm-hmm. and guess what she still felt shit about herself because it wasn't hers it was external and it still wasn't accepted externally and that's the problem what I said before is if you're putting your happiness in somebody else's hands then you're only going to be disappointed because you can't control how other people react you can only control how you react so there's that extrinsic one then you go down the list, which is like more intra- introjected extrinsic, right? Which is, it is your goal for an internal reason, but it's set there by other people. So mm-hmm. maybe it's like your partner says like, I really like someone who's got a big bum. And it's like, oh, they really like someone who's got a big bum. So I'm going to work on getting a big bum. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you're doing the work, but in order to impress somebody else. Yeah. Again, also a bit of like an iffy ground to sit on because what if you break up with that partner <laughs> what if like do you know what I mean all those different things that come into it. what if they change their mind and what they find attractive or whatever it is yeah and I think a lot of yeah. the issues with goals like that are that we think that the end result is gonna make us feel a certain way and then when it doesn't 
you know, like that lady said, she goes, oh, oh, she went, oh, by the way, I was just as miserable when I lost 120 pounds or I can't remember what I said, 120, 130. Um, when I was bigger when I was smaller she goes I was the same amount of depressed both times but I thought that I wouldn't be yeah but I think here lies a, a universal issue is that one of my old clients Matt he always goes I know you always say this but um we always think we are the exception to the rule so right. you you so let's just say there's a person in the same position right you could have 10,000 people in front of you all saying Oh, by the way, I was just as depressed when I um lost all the weight than when I before I did it. And they could all say, Yeah, me too, ten thousand of them, but you still think that it will make you not depressed. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, I get that. And I guys, I appreciate ten thousand of you, I appreciate um your input on this, but um I'm different because I definitely know that I will be happier when I've done this. Yeah. And you could have the entire world. Yeah. And that just doesn't go with um that comes with money. You know, oh, I know that you're all saying that um, you got really rich and you were still depressed, but I know that being really rich won't make me depressed. Um, uh, what, sorry, won't, uh, what did I say? I know that if I make loads of money, my depression will go away. But I understand that all of you say it didn't, but I definitely know that my depression will go away if I'm rich. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. It's, I think it's also like with... um with fitness for example like sometimes we look for the most unique thing we're yeah. like oh God, what what could it be why is it I'm not seeing a change in my performance why am I not seeing this change in how I feel or whatever and it's like oh god it, it must be hmm it must be like some sort of supplement that I need or whatever and it's like no like it's because you sleep in six hours a night and you've got no routine and your meals are over. it's yeah. like so what's the quote that I really like which is like whenever you hear hooves thinks think horses not zebras yeah it's like we all want to probably think, is we always want to think it's the most obscure thing like yeah. that must be a zebra going past outside it's like no it's a horse it's the most obvious thing like it's just it's not unique we're not special it's like mm -hmm. it is that thing yeah. yeah yeah no absolutely that's especially with the sleep one when you say like I don't guarantee much but I could probably be pretty close to guaranteeing that if you sleep a bit longer you'll you'll have more energy because kind of one means the other like yeah. what, what what when you're tired what do you mean oh I've had lack of sleep it's like well you probably won't be tired if you don't have lack of sleep mm -hmm. and people literally I, I remember I've got a vision of one of my clients picking the dumbbells off the shelf and just like and just kind of not slamming them back but just kind of like clunking them back and just be like so annoying and I was like what and she goes so annoying that you were right <laughs> I was like right about what and like well you know what I slept like eight hours for a whole week and you're right I don't feel tired anymore and I was like because you people want it to be sometimes not all the time sometimes it is fucking complicated but people almost want complexity because it gives them more of an excuse to be like oh it's really hard but when yeah. it is simple which sometimes it is you just got to do it. And sometimes that is the biggest barrier. Just like Gemma's been tagging me and stuff, just crack on. And I was saying that my dad always used to say to me when I was younger, when I was like, not just not moaning, but when I was being like, oh, he just like, Sash, get on with it. Just get on with it. And, I, and, and that's where that came from. I was thinking sometimes, not all the time, remember, sometimes it is complicated. Sometimes you just got to get on with it. Yeah, yeah. 
Just give it a go. Why aren't you giving it a go? Oh, you know, nah, no. Get on with it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, sometimes it is like that. Um, but yeah, the expectations are, and let's go to on this topic. Let's go to fabulous Dan Campbell's post the other day that was. And it wasn't a direct quote from him because I have seen that before, but it it was it's been said quite a few times. But the way Dan said it was just oh, because I think I know which is the one that that I wrote on it. Man like DC. Yeah. So it, I I shared it on. It was so Coach Sam Smith also said it. The Opex guy, he said it in a different way. Um, that I posted the other day. Um, let me just find it. So Sam Smith said athlete tip or but I, but I said obviously it doesn't have to be athlete um oh no wrong one sorry completely complete 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 wrong one here you go got it coach Sam Smith uh you are only entitled to the work never to its fruits don't do not confuse effort with results mm. and Campbell said because Campbell um I loved how he did it as well oh it was just beautiful um Campbell was in uh the train gym in town and he said there was no music, there was no one there, it was quiet. I think the gym was closed, yeah. And he said, and he got, his deadlift was 200 kilos for 10 reps. And he said, years in the making, empty gym, silence, epic. You have the right to work, but for work's sake only, you have no right to the fruits of the work. But every once in a while, you might get a taste. Mm. And I absolutely love that because I remember in train, way before I went to the Middle East, so it must have been 2000. 18 probably 2018 he did it for five and I remember because it was summer in the gym and it was when everyone used to just train together and it was so much fun and it was boiling hot outside and he was on struggle street and um he he even said in the comment I felt so bad for days after that and I remember that was 2018 yeah and now it's 2023 because he did it yeah six days ago and he got it for 10 and he felt fine and he and I love that because it's like, you know, well, I, I know, you know, and obviously people who know him know that Dan is the biggest example of get your head down. And if you want something, get on with it and just be quiet about it and just do the work. Yeah. And then he got it and everyone's like, Dan, this is so good. And he's like, yep, I was entitled. To, well, once again, he's like he said, every so often you might get a taste. But it doesn't mean that you deserve a taste. It means that you might get one if you if you carry on. Yeah. And it was literally like, po- I even commented on it. I said, oh, poetry, Campbell. Poetry. I loved it. I loved it because it's so rare in this industry that you come across actual proper hard work like that. And you see it in, in such a like a simple like, I don't want to clap. I don't want everyone to, you know, be, you know, yeah, I post it on my social media, but he, he doesn't post a lot. And I was just like, he did that because he wanted to do it. Mm. And you know what? That was it. And he probably went to bed thinking that was cool. Anyway, crack on tomorrow. Next. Yeah. Oh, Campbell. Wow. Chef's kiss. <laughs> so when with it being different then, what do you think? Let's let's talk about like what went through dan's head differently in that example as opposed to somebody who's doing it for the extrinsic what sort of of 
Well, I've worked with someone. I'm sure he won't mind. I won't name names, but I'm sure he'll know that I'm talking about him. But we had we worked together for to, for just over two years, I think. So we had really good chats. Um, and he was very honest with admitting to me that half of the reason he wanted this goal was because he wanted to do it in his gym and he and he wanted to show off. Mm. Right. Number one, it's good that you say that because there's nothing worse than going through. If I went two years and he wanted it just to show off and he didn't tell me, I'd be like, why don't you just say that? I want yeah. the honesty. But because half of the motivation was coming from an extrinsic um, source, like you were saying, and some of it was intrinsic because he wanted it. He did want it. He didn't want it just for... Um, yeah. It's too much work for for just showing off. It it just it will destroy you if it's just for showing off. So yeah, he wanted it, but there was a big part of it that he wanted to go into his gym and he wanted everyone to watch and he wanted to do it and he wanted the, you know, the cheers. But he was honest, so that's fine. I think that's like an identified extrinsic. So that's probably like the next one down. So the last one was like to impress somebody, which it yeah. is in some ways. But yeah. the next one is like, it's identified extrinsic. Like you're aware of it. Yeah. It's based on your other personal values. Like the yeah. fact that he enjoyed lifting and. Community and yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he'd been doing it for years. He was in his mid, mid to, yeah, mid thirties. Um, the issue came is that because he wanted the that feeling, it was almost like the goal itself was becoming rushed because he wanted that feeling. So when mm. you look at, and I honestly think that this guy, if you're listening, he will get this. He's, he, he's definitely strong enough. It was his head that needed work. Mm. And um and he knows that and I know that and he, he will be more than happy to hear that because it it well it's true. Campbell doesn't he doesn't care. Yeah. He, if he did that when he he Campbell's 35, I think. If Campbell did that when he was 45, he wouldn't care. He just it, it probably, you know what? It probably wasn't even a solidified goal. It probably was just a natural progression to his training. He was like you know what? I've been. I could probably do two hundred for ten now. Let's yeah. try it. I feel good today. Let's try it. Film it just in case it goes well. I did it. Men, you know, yeah. it would be like Jess if you have been running for years and years and years, and then you and my mum used to say sometimes when you go out running, you feel like you're being dragged, and sometimes you feel like you could just run forever. Mm. So it'd be like you going out for, a, a, I don't know, a 10K and feeling so good that day that you just carried on and did a half marathon and gone yeah. home and just been like, oh, I felt really good today and I managed to get a half marathon. But can you see how that goal is like, you felt good, you were willing to put the work in and it was for you and no one knew you were doing it and you just went out and did it. That's yeah, the Campbell vibe. That brings that happens a lot in people's training too, right? Yeah. Like how many times do you go to a weight that you think, oh well, that's that's what I've said today. Yeah. And you take it for a spin and you're like, mm, I reckon I could do more than that today. Yeah. And you just go next weight up. And you in those instances, it might not be like what you class as like a PB or anything like that, because it's yeah. not like specific, but it's almost like, oh, I'm a lot stronger. I literally said that to Matt. I was like, I don't know what happened last week. Like it it didn't look like it was cycle related or anything in, in any way. But I was like, 
felt really good last week. Like I said to you about like them them dumbbell RDLs. I was oh, like, yeah. they just went up. They just literally just felt like so mm-hmm. easy. Yeah. So I was like, it's just really interesting. Um, Absolutely. how it impacts you, doesn't it? Yeah, and it's just I, I'm trying. I was just trying to because I wrote a post. Um, trying to find it because it was. It, I was about, if I don't say so myself. It was quite good. Mm-hmm. Um, it basically said that in my experience, the people who have got the best results out of fitness and coaching, whatever, have always been the people who are training for training's sake. Yeah. Um, I did write this. I am trying to find it, but um. Was it the hype one, maybe? I don't know. Anyway, um, and that's really hard for people to do. Especially, and I and I empathize. It is so hard for people to do when you haven't been brought and you, you're not in this world. You almost think like, well, I don't understand. Why would you why would you do that? But when people like I use Gemma for an example, my client, her goal was, was to not have one, well, her goal wasn't this at the beginning, but after a year or so, her goal became, my goal is to not have a goal and keep doing this. And I was like, right, okay. And she goes, I, I want to go into the gym and I want to keep training and, and, and keep. So my, her goal was almost to, to train. I was like, yeah. right, so your goal is to train for the sake of training. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, so it is a goal. But <laughs> you know she was like, yeah, damn it. But you know what I mean? I said, yes, I know exactly what you mean. So... Does that mean we don't push sometimes in the sessions? No. Does that mean we don't sometimes go for a heavy three on a deadlift? No. Does that mean that we don't do new movements and think, oh, you've probably got this in the locker now? No. It just means that she does it because it's a natural part of her progression. So I might go, Jem, hit a heavy three on um, trap bar this Saturday because your progression has been unusually linear for the past eight to 12 weeks or whatever. I said, you got it in you just, just go for it. And I don't write the reps. I just say, just go for it. Oh yeah. I got 90. I'm like, was her goal to get 90 for three? No, her goal was to train for training's sake. She's only entitled to the work, but she got to taste some of it. Mm. So it's like, sometimes when people say, oh, and goals are important, but sometimes the goal in my opinion, would be better to just train. Yeah, you don't always need to have that, do you? Which I think sometimes people get a bit nervous about, especially maybe if you're newer to training, because it almost feels like you need that to keep you going forward. Like, how many people do we see? Like, I I know somebody is a prime example who's uh, not a client, but uh, somebody who is a family member who just constantly chases, like, a goal, a goal, a goal. And it's like gosh you're going to be frazzled soon like you you oh you'll find a period of time where you're not motivated by anything specifically I'm yeah. probably going to feel a little bit lost yeah. and I think that's it's like there is nothing wrong with um challenging yourself from uh, with yeah. a performance based goal or anything like that that's it, it's your prerogative essentially you do what you want to do but at the same time it's like you also don't need that. And if you can find what's there's there isn't there a really good quote about like the mundane. Like if you can if you can always find like peace in the mundane, mm. then I think that's an even like more like a bigger skill to have because it's almost teaching yourself that, wow, I can if I can work through this, then anything else will be a bonus, surely. Yeah, absolutely. But then I think sometimes we have to think about, yeah, I know the quote. I can't remember who said it, but it was like finding um should we look? 
I love for it. Um, Mundane quote. Yeah, I'm not people listening. Like, I know the quote. It's a. Uh... <laughs> well, those are the ones as well, isn't it? Like, find beauty in the other. Loads. Yeah, there's yeah. literally. There's, well, mundane Sorry. quotes are 77 on Goodreads, brainy quotes, but yeah, there's loads. But I challenge that because what people say is mundane and you you know they say oh you know you need to find excitement or find um contentment or whatever in the mundane it's like I don't think that's mundane well yeah exactly it depends on someone's definition of mundane how how how, on what earth is is consistently training for three times a week mundane yeah do you know yeah it's it is really funny because like some people will look at that and go, what, you just do, I don't know, three strength sessions a week. That's so mundane or boring or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, I might look at somebody who plays with trains and be like, God, I can't believe you get your rocks off to that. Like, Jesus. Like, But for them, it's like, they love it. So it's they like, I can't, I can't, like, it's yeah. not my place to say that that's boring because yeah. they love it. Exactly. So it. That's why I think when I know John Goodman got some, beef for this but um when he because he always posts about how like real real training should be boring and it's like no I know what you mean John John I know (laughs) what you mean but you're not wording it very well yeah (laughs) because some people read that and find maybe maybe someone is training consistently for the first time in ages and they're just not enjoying it and they're finding it really dull they'll read that and be like oh you know, maybe I'm just supposed to feel like it's maybe it is a bit dull, but but the answer is really that some sessions you will find boring. Yeah. Like Matt said, like some I I'll I will do some kind of goblet squat every time I go into the gym. Sometimes, yeah, I'm a bit like, mm. but other times I'll be doing the exact same thing and I'm fucking loving it. So it's like sometimes it I swore. Sometimes it Good will job. be boring, but Sometimes when people say, oh, you know, I found that really boring. I'm like, well, sitting on the sofa is boring, but we do it all the time. Yeah, brushing your teeth is boring. You're still got to do yeah. it. <laughs> it, it, it. You know, sometimes I'll sit on the sofa and I'll be like, oh, I could really probably do something right now, but you know what? I'm just going to sit here. It, it, yeah, sometimes some the things that you absolutely love are a bit dull, you know? Mm. I love shopping. Like, I, you know, well, I'm not as bad as I used to be, but... But there were still times where I'd go into town and essentially being doing something that I love to do. And mm. I would be like, I can't be asked for this. I'm going home. Sometimes stuff is a bit dull. It doesn't, yeah. mean, that, it doesn't mean that training is boring. It just means that sometimes you find it boring, which is fine. Yeah, yeah. And I think that is one of the big things of training, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, when maybe someone first starts out and they're like, I just can't be bothered. It's like, yeah, I sometimes can't be bothered. Yeah. I don't always go into the gym like, I cannot wait to train today. Sometimes it's like, here we go. Here we go again. <laughs> yeah, buckle in, just part, just do the do. And then, yeah, yeah it's, it is one of those things. So I I agree that selling it as boring sometimes can do it a disjustice because... Yeah, especially when his goal is like to get everyone in the gym. I'm thinking, John... Yeah. Hello. And what does he say all the time? Tell people what they want and give them what they need. So you might as well say super exciting and then like give well, them. Yeah. Absolutely. But I do think there's like a, 
working on something is like it's creative right mm. so Dan and I were saying this the other day because I can't remember where I saw it but um I'm reading a new book and it's called um Cour- the courage to create and I also saw something the other day that said um if money was taken away and no one had to work for money and it was like everyone you, you had enough money to live but that was it everyone had the same and it was just put into your bank account we would find some we would do something we wouldn't just sit all day and you know we would do something but we, most of us would be drawn to something creative as in some people might write some people might draw some people might build things some people might create pro you know creating is a huge word like we always say in in fitness that pro, program design is creating because you're you are creating something from nothing and um, most people would choose to do something creative and I think we forget that sometimes it's nice when I'm training sometimes I'm not thinking oh is this building this muscle oh is this making this muscle stronger it's like a creative kind of outlet for me to think oh just this might be good for Jess um oh uh Bethan's hurt her back I'm gonna see if um I'm gonna I, I just saw this movement but I wonder if it, if it would be good for her let me try it out so sometimes I'd say one out of three of my sessions every week are just exploring what like what feels good and a movement that you may never have seen before. <laughs> but didn't we 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 said as well like that exploration comes with experience. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, it comes with experience. However, um, it does come with experience, but. Amy, for example, who I work with in Australia, she's just started a new gym and she said, for this session, I'm just going to play around. And I was like, perfect. Tell me what you do and we'll discuss it on the next call. But then last night I had a call with my the newest client, Claire, and she's very experienced back in the day, but not so much in the last four years. And um, we still, I still encouraged exploration on a couple of movements because she couldn't work out if it was hard or easy. She was like, if you're yeah. easy, but... And I was like, just have a play with it next time. Is she yeah. experienced? The only reason I caveated that is like my thoughts was a beginner going into the gym and just doing a bit of everything yeah. and fitting themselves. Like that's that's yeah. where I'm, that's yeah. not, get, not let's not just pick up a kettlebell, <laughs> a dumbbell, and throw it. <laughs> just go all in. Like mm-hmm. and it depends on like like in that instance, those two clients that Sasha's probably just mentioned mm-hmm. have already got a training age which allows Sasha to give them stuff with confidence that mm-hmm. oh well I know that they can do that oh, I actually know that there's very little risk or you could say to them yeah of course go explore but just be careful of that back remember or what you know what I mean like you like you you can give them that specific yeah. guidance yeah so, absolutely yeah. yes yes exactly and that's why I think like going back to the actual topic I think way too much focus is put on the end result and the outcome and almost no work is put like the the I I don't think people and that's why I like to show clients if I see them in person that's why I like to show them the app coach rx I'll like flip my laptop around go you you need to see this because this is how I literally am going to do all your stuff and so many people Jess I'm sure you've heard the same say oh I didn't realize that's how it was done my god it's so much work and I think in this industry so much emphasis is put on 
this before and after this person ran a 10k in this time this person did this it's like yeah but all none, none of that matters if no one knows what the the path is to get there okay but yeah. how, do you, how do you structure that program you know like you just uh just sent me a screenshot about what you're gonna say nick grimshaw <laughs> yeah on twitter said and what what's the date so what near the end of jan oh do uh, does anyone actually think i can run a half marathon by april 1st and an athlete, I can't remember her name, but an athlete replied to it, blue ticker, saying, um, I'd, I'd be happy to help you coach for it. And Jess said, oh, that, this, that's interesting. And I said, I can't remember how you pronounce it. Is it because it's Scottish, isn't it? Is it Eilish or? Eilish. Eilish. No, I think it's Eilish. I think Eilish, because I had an Eilish at uni and she was an A, but I don't know. McLaughlin, who's got the 10K record, isn't it? That's what yeah. it is. There you go. And then obviously she's giving it a go. But there's, there's so that she probably obviously she's an athlete she knows she knows to a certain extent but I don't think people appreciate like quite how much thought goes into an outcome if you're starting from a, a position of you know not not in a very good position yeah. and, I, and a, I think sometimes I think I should show more of it but she does a 10k in 30 minutes just so you know. <laughs> 30 minutes 18 seconds <laughs> She she is literally God going so fast. I can't even comprehend it. But that's the thing. I don't think, as we spoke about before, there are so many people that I speak to who want these these things that the outcome seems so great, like a marathon or a half marathon or a hundred kilo deadlift or whatever. But then when you map it out, which you should, when you map it out, you're like, ah. Oh, yeah. And I said to Ruth, my client the other day, because she's been a runner since she was a teenager, so she can just go out and do a 10K and just not even think about it. And mm. I said to her, have you ever done a marathon? And she goes, yeah, but God. She goes, I wouldn't do it now. And I said, and I knew what the answer was, because it's just it's what we've spoken about before. And she goes, I, I can't give that time up. Yeah, and that's that's what, back to that point yeah. we just spoke about, that is the element of where you say, okay, well, this is the goal. This is what mm-hmm. it takes. How does that sound? That sounds boring. <laughs> and yeah. it, it it might, for some people, they might be like, well, I love running. And it's like, yeah, okay. But if you're giving up every Saturday and they're like, well, that's boring because I actually like to do stuff on a Saturday. It's like, it's all relative. But like, I I really enjoyed training for my races. Yeah. Here, but it's a lot of time that I, I don't, I didn't necessarily want to give up again. Yeah, so, of course. But the, the thing is with, and that's why sometimes I think coaches need to, um, well, I'm extremely honest, as you'll know, and I know you are as well, Jess, and I know that that most coaches I know are actually quite honest, but mm-hmm. I have a client who said she wanted to do a marathon, and in, our, in, in the two calls we've had since that, the goal reduced because she realised that it was the time was too much, and then the goal reduced again yeah. because... I don't think people, if, if it's a marathon, like, and, and you can trust Ruth because she's such a good runner and she's been running for like 20 years. <laughs> and even she, who can probably, probably could run a marathon uh, in six months time or whatever, it's goodbye weekends. Goodbye weekends. Um, evenings, you're going to, if you work a nine to five, tough shit. You're going to have to go out and get some time on feet in the week. Two strength sessions to make sure you don't completely fall apart and break your bones. Um, nutrition you're gonna have to eat a lot more you know people 
sometimes do a marathon thinking, oh, you know, maybe it'll help me lose a few kilos. It's like, no, it'll probably be the opposite. You probably might even gain a few pounds. Um, and I think people, but that's that's the um, uh, the work. So sometimes I just like to call it, that's the work. And then the event is, is this, is a teeny little bit, but this is what people focus on, not the work. Yeah, yeah. I always think of it the way I've done it is like the the race itself is the cherry on top. It's the final piece, but you don't actually get to enjoy that unless you've done all of the other stuff. So it's yeah. like, and even that you might not enjoy it. Yeah, you might not. I've, yeah, every race I've done, I've not enjoyed. <laughs> like not 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 like. Yeah. I've not. Well, there you go. That. That's a lie. I mean, like not every race I've done, I've enjoyed. Should I say? Which I guess, is yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's one of those things. It's um. It is, even with all the training, if you, it does go to plan, there's no there's no guarantee. No, exactly. And I always think of I've said it before, but I always it always comes to me when someone gives me a goal and they're like, and it's quite huge. I always think of Matt Fraser when he said he went into the room and sat in silence afterwards. They were just like, like so much work, like way more work than you and I or anyone listening can ever even comprehend. And once he'd done it, he left the crowd walked through the hallway, sat in a room with the doors closed in silence and just stared at a wall. Yeah. He was just like, what? What the hell? And someone I know, she did a marathon and, and, and she thought that it would make her feel a certain way. And she said it didn't. She said it all it did was highlight that I couldn't and I shouldn't have done it. And I was like, that's really hard because it, it takes so much work. But thank you for being honest because people think that these extreme events are going to somehow make you feel like a better person or or help you lose weight or, or god knows but you you can't possibly know it might Men- do, yeah. mentally it is a bit of a come down like I remember when I did London and it was Sunday the race and then Monday I had off work and then I was back at work on Tuesday mm-hmm. and I was just like back at work on Tuesday like oh <laughs> like oh is that it then and it's almost like a bit of like a so what do I do with, what do I do with my time now because it's so being all consuming it is a bit of a it's similar to if you've ever done a, a degree or studied for something really hard it's like it's all consuming and then afterwards you normally get ill because your body's been under yeah. so much stress that's normally what happens yeah but you also feel like there's this you've dedicated so much time and purpose to to things my um my, my sister had uh, breast cancer last year and she's got the all clear now, which is amazing. But she said she felt like lost when she got the result that she was all clear because wow. she just felt like it had been all consuming. It had been such a big part of her life for the year that everything was around it. All of the chemo treatments, like like taking time off, like people taking to hospital, all, this, all these different types of things, like everything revolved around that. And then just to get the, the the news, which is obviously amazing news, like she she's yeah. happy. But she said, I feel weird that I, sh- I should feel happier. But it's like I've almost dedicated such a significant period of time to this. I've like lost myself a little bit where I now it's like a bit of a discovery to find myself again. And, mm. and I totally, I totally got that because when when we spoke about it, I was like, it, it's okay that you feel like that, you know, you are allowed to feel different to what you think you should yeah, feel. Yeah. That's okay. Um, which I bet it is a very strange feeling once you've gone through something so life-changing like that, 
to then be like, well, back to normal. And you're like, let's go. Yeah. You're like, what what the hell? So yeah, a bit of a different note, but I think it's very relevant and it, and it, it shows that it can be to an extreme as in your sister got it all clear that she no longer had cancer and she still was like, huh? Yeah. And it, and, and and that's why, you know, we were saying that people think they're the exception to the rule. You could have a thousand people that had have had cancer recovered and said the exact same thing as your sister said, but there still might be one person go, no, I, yeah. I, know, I know that that won't be the case for me. Yeah. And it, it's that, 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 that theory is so interesting in fitness because it, the, the, I can't imagine actually wanting something so much because I thought that it was going to change people's perception of me and and oh, I really want this because then people will think I'm I don't know uh, more attractive or popular and people will think I'm cool and whatever and then to get there and nothing has changed like oh yeah must be really it's, really tough yeah it's 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 there's, there's even in the fitness industry we see it don't we where people become replicates of each other where they wear the same things or they look the same or they talk about the same things or whatever and it's like all just to fit in and when really it's in the head yeah it's in the head and and does that even help anyway does that does that help like I, I I I really like the fact that sometimes when I work with people they'll come to me and they'll say oh just some of the things that you say are different and it really resonates with me and I'm like might be a smaller number of people yeah. and they go with whatever the name is or whoever but I'm like oh well at least you recognize that and that's why I've always kind of strive to yeah like not to be different not be different no. but just to like have be a different take. The box. yeah I don't want to you don't want to be a copycat essentially no. no exactly but I think um until we realize like uh, this is no way as big as story as yours but I, I do think about this sometimes is that I have had three boob job consultations Mm. and no boob jobs. And they were all at very different parts of my life. One was really young. One was about 25 and one was a few years ago. So all three times in my life, I was thinking if I just get my boobs done, then I feel so much better. And then Mm. on the third time, I actually paid a deposit. I paid seven hundred and fifty pounds, right, deposit, until I went into the huh. Well, that in the ISA. <laughs> no, I had it in the bank. I had that in the bank. It was some of my Saudi money, and then um, and I went in. I had the consultation, and this is because I messaged Mass after, um, and he fucking he loved. I if I can't remember if I've told this story on the pod for anyway it's one of my favorite little things that's ever ever happened to me really I know it might seem small to people but I sat in that room and the surgeon put his head in his hands and this is like a like a big like I think he was like a Polish dude <laughs> he was really big guy and there's a woman in there because you have to have a chaperone and the woman kind of went not she didn't like but she was kind of like she spoke to me after but he went you do not need this operation he goes this is surgery you know and I said yeah and he goes people he said people downplay this so much and think oh it's so common everyone gets surgery he's like this is a mate you're going under the knife you're going under anesthetic you're being sliced open 
and you're having foreign bodies put into you. And this is a guy who's supposed to be not selling it, but you know, and he goes, and then there's going to be a foreign object inside your body that your body may or not, may not um, accept. And then you're going to have stitches and then you'll be sat up in bed for six weeks, not able. And you're, you're, and he knew what I did for a job because he had to put it on the bit of paper. And he said, and you're a fitness professional and you're not going to be able to do any exercise for the next six weeks. And you're not going to be able to do this. And he was like, and you don't even need it. And I was, and I was like, <laughs> and this is the third time I've gone in. And I tell you what, I needed, because in the other two, they hadn't been like that. They'd been like, oh yeah, we can book you in. You know, oh, oh, are you free in two weeks? And I'd be like, oh, and I'd just freak out. But this guy, he literally sat opposite me, like looked me directly in the eye and said, he said, this isn't something, your body is fine. He said, and he tapped his head and he went like that. Obviously people listening to the podcast can't see. He tapped himself on the head as if to say, your head needs work. And I said that to Mass after and he went, you can imagine him. He went, oh my God. He went, what a guy. He was like, I can't believe it. And I said, I can't believe it. And you know what? Never thought about a boob job. Really? Never. It hasn't even, it hasn't even crossed my mind because I knew that it was mental. But I, I, I needed that guy to say, what on earth are you doing? To be like, you need to work on your head. And then I just thought of this quote of my uh, heartwarming story. Um, not everything that is faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed until it's faced. Mm. And I and I and I knew from that day on. I was thinking, like getting a boob job, like having a gastric yeah. band, yeah. yeah, anything to do. You know, uh, I see videos on TikTok all the time of girls that have had like filler here, filler here, nose, all this, and and they go, I still hate my face. Yeah, but they're laughing about. They're almost like. It's funny, isn't it? Because I spent this much money. I thought, if I get my nose done and my chin done and my Botox done and my eyes done or whatever, I thought, oh, my face will be dead nice. And, I, and I'll be like, I'll look in the mirror and I'll think, oh, yeah. And they're yeah. like, I still think I'm ugly. And you're yeah. like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes you have to think in the fitness world, are you willing to do this if nothing happens at the end? Or if it, not, if nothing, because it's highly unlikely that you will train for years and nothing will happen. Like that ain't going to happen. But yeah. are you willing to just do the work regardless of the severity of the result at the end? Mm-hmm. If you're not willing to and you and you just don't care, then fine. Yeah, and, and you, you can care, but care in a different way, I think, yeah. is, is key. So like we've spoke a lot about like extrinsic goals. We spoke about external forces dictating that. We spoke about introjected extrinsic, which is like impressing somebody. Mm-hmm. We spoke about identified extrinsic, which is like doing it. Um, your goal is based on like other personal values. So maybe yeah. getting strong in the gym, but you kind of still want to get that round of applause type of thing. Yeah. And you've got integ- integrated extrinsic, which is working towards a goal that's aligned with your identity. So it might be in that instance, or we said at the beginning of the pod, I want to get stronger because I don't want to be this person who can fulfill uh, jobs around the house on my own. Like I live alone. I want to be able to lift things up and not have to get whatever. And then there's like truly, truly intrinsic where it means nothing to nobody else, but it's totally based on personally fulfilling factors 
which mm-hmm. like could be like Gemma's goal, I guess, which is like, I just want to train for training sake. I'm not doing it for anybody else. It's like, it's just, that's my specific thing to me or another intrinsic goal could be like, I want to, I, I want to save money, not so I can tell people how much money I've saved, but because I want like that in the future yeah. or whatever. It's just yeah. little... So there's, there's, there's different types of motivation behind goals from like the externally to more, internally self-determined and it is a bit of a sliding scale Mm -hmm. but I think it's important that we always touch base with that question about what is going to be different when I get there because if you put all your eggs in one basket that everything's going to be different and you're going to change and it's going to be this you're going to be this entirely different person and your life's going to look so different and things like that it's it's just a risky game to play just like if you did anything where you put all your eggs in one basket it's it's a you can you can either like win or lose a lot it's it's a it's a just a really unfortunate position to be in yeah but being a bit more aware of what that looks like can give you clarity along the way help you enjoy the process more feel more aligned with your own values yeah um, making sure you're doing it for the right reason or the right person the person being you not somebody else um because when it comes down to it it's like you're the only person that you're going to either let down or make happy or whatever it might be. So I think yeah, good- absolutely. And I think also another thing is that I've heard in the past is that quite often it is known that people say they're doing it for themselves, but when they have a coach, they're really doing it for the coach. Yeah. You've said that quite a bit which yeah. always sticks in my head and it's it's um so it's a tough one because I think as well if you are the type of person who acknowledges that you do things for the validation of others getting a coach can be just another way of you trying to do that right yeah like you want to you 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 do you tick off all your workouts in the week not because you wanted to but because you didn't want to let your coach down or um I had a client, this is ages. I had a client once that just said, oh, but you know, I know you spend so much time writing the program. And if I don't do it, I feel like I'm letting you down. And I was just like, no, I was like, I'm going to write that program regardless. That's what, what you, uh, that's my job is what you pay me for. I was like, it doesn't matter. I was like, yeah. but if you don't want to do something and you're only doing it because you don't want to let me down, even though you probably could have done with the rest. I was like, I don't, I said, I don't want to go down that path. Yeah. Because it, and also some you know I guess it's a um to be fair that was ages ago I don't think I've had any experiences like that since but um it's like some people just let the people pleaser come out in them you know and yeah. they're like well, you know oh, oh I, yeah I, I don't want to do this but you know I've, I've, I've done it you know I'm gonna make sure I tick it off but I want I don't want Jess to be annoyed that I'm not done my sessions and I you know and I don't want this and I'm just like it 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 might be like that but you don't want it to continue because you can end up then, then you got to ask yourself, well, what's what's the point, really? Because yeah. their goals are not ours. We're we're helping them do it, but it doesn't matter. And if you're only ever doing it, that we've said that before, isn't it? If you're only ever doing it for the round of applause of your coach, yeah. What happens when that coach no longer works with you anymore? Do you feel like your your purpose behind training has disappeared because there's no one there going like like Come on, and that's the I think that's the difficult um like boundary where people talk about accountability it's like yeah and no yes maybe having someone to report your actions to 
to help you understand where you're going can be helpful. But if you're doing it just so someone keeps you quote unquote on track, mm. like then it's like, well, what happens when they're no longer there? You're just going to stop again. So it's, it's silly. Mm. But there's also the element of like, and I think you, you really helped me kind of suss that one out a bit more, which was if you are always kind of saying to clients or even like think about in your, in your job, if you're a manager at work or you have people underneath you, if you're always saying, great job, great job, amazing, great job, great job, great job, so good, so, so good, then eventually they will be like, well, you say that all the time. Yeah. So where, where does, where am I, when am I actually doing a great job? When am I actually doing good work or whatever that might well, be? It becomes a cliche. Yeah, and it's not, it's no longer high like. Five, high five, yeah. high five, smashed it, smashed it. It's like, did I smash it or did I just do the bare minimum? <laughs> yeah, and I think that's it. It's understanding a little bit more around what that looks like. Um, I had a client in a, in a PT session this week say, I feel like, are you just saying that they look good just because they're like, just for that yeah. reason? I said, no, no. <laughs> trust like, me, if they, look, if they look like shit, I tell you. I'm like, oh, if they didn't look good, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell you that they look good. I was like, I was like, I'm, I'm being genuine. Like that looked really good. The other thing, we've got loads of improvements to do there, but that was like, just, no, just like having a bit of perspective around, it helps people understand where they can improve. And it's, it's not, it's not good feedback to always be clapping somebody no of course and you have to think as well it's like we we must put it on them as well because remember mm-hmm. if I if I advise you Jess if I said um oh you want this so I advise you do this on a Monday and a Friday and then carry on and then we do it for like I don't know eight to nine months or something you did it mm-hmm. I didn't do it so, you know, sometimes, it, it, the and I understand it, it's nice and whatever, you know, they can't be like, oh my God, thanks so, you know, thanks so much, thanks so much. And it's like, you did it. I didn't do it. Or yeah. I, I literally said, you told me something that you thought that you, that you, well, not thought, but you told me something that you wanted. I gave you the footsteps to get there, but you did, you went out and did it. Said I just wrote it down. <laughs> Yeah, you, yeah. You you took yeah, okay, you took the instruction well and you understood why and you did it. But I think it, it's really, really important to just say, look, you did the work and you consistently did the work, and this is what happens when you do that. Not like, woo. Mm. Because yeah. then it comes a bit like, oh, 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 you know, oh, and then and then, you know, you don't want to crave that. You want to just you almost want to crave that feeling of satisfaction when you know I guess you could ask the question how many of how many of us have um set a goal and stuck with it for more than 12 months mm. I'd like to know the answer now, mm. I know people who have I know loads of people who have but if there might have been no opportunity for something so I'm like oh I haven't really had a goal that would have taken me you know 12 months to do or whatever which is fine but it's the feeling is unmatched when it just happens naturally, like Campbell's 200 kilo deadlift of 10 just happened naturally because it was just part of the progression. And then you crack on the next day. It's like, that's why he said epic because it was epic. Mm. Yeah. Good part. <laughs> Good part. Good part if I say so myself. Minimal, minimal. So that's £20 to me, please. What? I found a fiver on the floor yesterday. You can have that. 
<laughs> 10 pound a swear <laughs> right thank you ever so much everybody we will see you next week um as i mentioned at the beginning of the pod just give us a share we really appreciate it 85 and um there'll be a special guest well not i won't say special guest anymore because you've been on twice but my mum will be here next week to add to the pod well, so i think what we'll do next week is when my mum's on the pod it's because she's 57 um but she's been a pt for almost 20 years I think it's really interesting to talk about historical, not sorry, historical okay. sites from Stone Age. Highly insulting. She's going to slate you for this. Well, no, she's Gen X. So, and you know, we've been talking about, I think maybe we could talk about how that generation and the generation before have paved um, the way that we talk about fitness well, to the younger people now. But yeah. also, I don't know if you saw Alex, uh, I can't remember her last name, London, Light. Um, yeah yeah Alex Light I think yeah she did a really interesting post about this saying yeah but look what they had to deal with and it showed all the media from before the boomers and it was catastrophic catastrophic so I think we should talk about what happened um before then to make the boomers the way they are and then what happened to the boomers to make the gen x's the way they are gen x's millennials millennials gen z and how and someone messaged me saying she works in a uni and she goes the gen zers literally don't give a shit yeah <laughs> that's that kind of, i mean they got a myriad of other problems to worry about uh you know with never maybe never buying a house and never doing this and cost of living and everything but the one thing they tend to not have apparently these days is certain issues around that so yeah uh, so yeah we'll talk about that we'll um we'll have some good examples and everything Sounds good. Yes. We look forward. Look forward to it. Woo! Bye, well, guys. See you bye, soon. Guys. See you in a bit. Bye bye.